People's Champ Radio, Roy Mack, and Cash. What's good? What's going on, Cash? You know, man, listen, man. I'm hung over right now. You know what I'm saying? Recuperating from a uh, incredible night in Uptown yesterday, or last night, should I say. Shout out to Dallas, baby. We do a dig over here, you dig? <laughs> It was one of those Saturday nights. I feel what you're saying, man. You know, hey, it be like that sometimes. It's the way it play. It be like that sometimes. I'm not mad at you. So what's the uh, what's the recovery method that you're going with today, man? A lot of H2O. Um, you know, and whatever whatever food you can, like, get down, just, like, eat that. You know what I'm saying? So if it's noodles, if it's, you know, a burger, if it's some chicken, whatever your stomach can handle, man. Get it in your system in a quick hurry and keep it pushing. What's up with the, uh, so I, I take it you're not a uh, uh, a B12 guy. I know a lot of these dudes out here now, they they pop a B12 before before they start their their uh, their pregame is a right. B12. So I, I take it that you're not a B12 popper. Well, I don't do that stuff, the artificial stuff, because I feel like I drink enough as it is, right? And if I'm able to get rid of a uh, a headache or whatever that like that fast to me that's dangerous <laughs> so i won't because your body is telling you like yo this is too much poison right ease up and so that's why you get hung over that's why you throw up that's why you get dehydrated all that stuff so i'm big on like the natural uh size of my body being like you know what slow it down little fella drive slow so, yeah, man, I ain't doing that B12 shit, man. I'm good on that. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Shout out to the B12, hey, man, shout out to the B12 people. I mean, I know y'all young punks can't handle being hungover, so, man, do y'all think, man? No, nah, that's the big thing, man. They, they always are like, yo, let me get a B12 in me, man, before I go out. That way I don't get hungover for the next day. So, you know, man, hey, it is what it is, man. Let's get into some sports, though, man. What's going on right now today? Oh, man. Um... Cam, man. That's, that's, that's what's going on for me, man. Cam Newton. So Cam Newton story. A few days ago was the it was the uh, story that kind of broke the internet for a little while, at least, with him and the female reporter. She was asking about how aggressively one of his teammates uh, uh, was running his routes. and punches, his receiver. Yeah, yeah. And, and Cam, before he answered her question, first chuckled. And did the Cam Newton smile, and then he, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then he replied that um, it's funny to hear hear a female talk about routes. And then he, but he did go on to answer her question and 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 proceed with the conference. But that that soundbite is what uh, kind of sparked a lot of things, man. Right, and let's keep it let's keep it all the way one hundred. This isn't about Cam being sexist, right? Because the world we live in is sexist. The the mere fact that there is, I think she's the only female reporter that was at that conference, right? At that little presser. Right. So that's sexism in itself. Are we saying that there aren't any more qualified female reporters in, you know, the state of Carolina? Who's saying that? Right? Why aren't there more? Why aren't there any female head coaches? Why aren't there any female owners? Why aren't there any female head linesmen, referees? Women like football, right? 
um, over 40, I think they said 44% or 40% of the NFL fans are now female. I don't even know how you get that number, but let's just say for the sake of argument that number is correct. So if almost half of your fan base is female, you know, why aren't there more female representation in the NFL? So let's say Cam Newton thing. Sexual inequality or gender inequality or sexual inequality, gender, in, you know, gender inequality is a a human issue. But of course, because they want to attack Cam Newton really for his comments that he made about Kaepernick. Mm, so you're tying it into the and uh, just to remind people, he said that Kaepernick was a legend, uh, right, yeah. for 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 the kneeling. Yeah, essentially, Cam Newton was, you know, admiring Kaepernick's stance um, against supremacy and um, for equal rights. And he said that Cam Newton, I mean, Cam Newton, he said that Kaepernick was a legend. And um, that rug, a lot of you flag lovers, that's that's my new coin, that's my new coin phrase for you, for you supremacists out here. Y'all are flag lovers. Cause y'all like to hide behind patriotism. And, you know, the flag. So, for all you flag lovers, you probably didn't like those comments from Cam Newton. And so, long story short, they were waiting for Cam to do anything. And this was perfect. He came off of a big win. He had his little swag about him. Gave you the Cam Newton smile. And then he said some corny-ish. It was just corny. And instead of it coming off as charming and endearing it came off as you know chauvinistic misogynistic and disrespectful which in a vacuum it is what it is he apologized but the fact that this became national news when these type of issues become national news and we got a a a dead shooter right who just killed several people in Las Vegas and that headline is next to Cam Newton commenting that it's funny that a female reporter was talking about route think about that think about the equal amount of attention that was paid to Cam Newton's comments and that massacre and that should tell you everything the truth is always revealed yeah, I think when you see these instances. I think what oh, yeah. I didn't what I didn't like was that they essentially made Cam and I, and I don't think any one person, especially in this type of incident, um, it on, could be man. Cam or anybody else, should have been become the face of sexism. And, <laughs> right. he, and he became the face of sexism. And 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 I know I'm right because he he lost sponsorships, which means that they obviously thought yeah, so they obviously thought that there was an issue there, and he became the face of of. Of inequality, right. inequality. and and <laughs> you know I, for somebody to become the face uh, of something like that you have to in uh, my in, in my estimation show a pattern of that type of behavior and as far as i know he's never done anything remotely close to anything like this right um what the optics of this look bad i agree with you in terms of like the way it came off it it was it listen it was corny as hell you know what i'm saying he was trying to be a little very you know you know what it, you know what it was, what it was akin to um, last week, I can't remember who it was, but it was somebody in the locker room. Because after the game, a bunch of the reporters felt like they were going to lose the game, 
and they ended up winning. And so after the game, he was running around. Oh, y'all want to talk to the winners? Hold on, let me go get some winners for y'all to talk to. Hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. Okay. You know, and so I don't remember who that was, but somebody did that last week, and that was corny. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of along the same lines. It was like a guy who had just won a big game, and he's you know, it's just a corny line. Um, should he have been? Listen, I, I I don't get into the whole thing of should he or should he have not lost sponsors. That's up to the sponsors. You know what I mean? And how yeah, people. I, I mean, yeah, I you know. You should still pay him. That's your business. Yeah, exactly. So that, that that's up to the individual sponsor. You know, I, I, that that's not a fight that I'm willing to take on. But here's a fight that nah, I ain't got time for that. Here's a fight that I will take on. However, right? Um, and that's gonna be the fight of bullshit. And I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> On, I'm gonna call bullshit on a lot of the fans in the NFL. If you go back, and I'm saying the NFL specifically, but I also throw the NBA in there, all leagues. Um, what's happened over about the last five to seven years is they have gone to exclusively female sideline reporters. So people, of, yeah. So Very people, sexist, people of a certain age, they may not even catch it because to them, this is all that that they've known to this point in terms of sideline reporters. Absolutely. But I'm I, I'm a little bit more old uh, or, or seasoned, should I say, right? I'm a little older than, than than a lot of these young millennials, and so I'm old enough to remember um, Ahmad Rashad doing sideline report. I'm old enough to remember Lynn Swan doing sideline reports. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, um, when they made a concerted effort to go almost exclusively to female sideline reporters, specific. Now, understand, not in the. You don't get a lot of females anchors, a lot of female, but specifically, it was a role that they said, okay, this is a nice, pretty role for the women to do. A sideline reporter, you get you two questions in, and that's it. You know what I mean? So, in, look at the NCAA as well. Yeah, in, 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 in all realms of sports, NCAA and, and professional, they relegated females to a certain role. So, how dare they, as an institution, now come back and say, oh, my goodness. Now, I will say this that the NBA has done a lot trying to reach out to women. That's why I'm kind of leaning in more toward football because the nba they they go they have the female referees they have you know uh female now the nba nfl does have uh, I, I think one female coach i believe with the 49ers um and so i mean but it's up there but we all know the the real deal that's going on you understand what i'm saying is that listen they took these women and put them on the sideline dolled them up made them look pretty and that was your role that's your job don't think you can get in one of these anchor chairs don't think that you're going to sit next to lee corso for for, for ncaa football you're going to get you a nice yeah. little sideline job and that's it so you know i'm calling bullshit so, on them being outraged so Lord matt what you're essentially saying is that the world we live in specifically in this country because this is the only country i've ever lived in we practice gender inequality every day well, yeah, you know, when the when the powers that be, when the people that control things, um, when when they lay out a certain system a certain way and then they try to then kind of renege on that and be like, oh, well, you can't do that. Well, hold on. That's the way the whole system is laid out, man. You That's know what I mean? Do it. So let's go down a few shows, right? Let's go to ESPN First Taste. Molly Karam. What does she do, fam? She's yeah. a moderator. Moderator. <laughs> Let's go to First Things First, Chris Carter's new show, allegedly. Um, As Jenna, a female moderator. She's a moderator. Let's go to Undisputed, my favorite show right now in terms of the uh, sports talk shows. Um, 
what's her name? Uh, the moderator. Yeah, she, Taylor, don't worry. Uh, she, she, she's a moderator. Joy Taylor. <laughs> she's a moderator. Right. She's a moderator. Uh, Let's go to your favorite. Let me go to your man, Colin Cowherd. Yeah. Colin Cowherd. He and got, he says right? he says that she's a co-host, but she's not at all yeah. a co-host. Hey, well, listen, they're all co-hosts. Funny to me. Well, even they're even even someone who who uh, you know allegedly feels like she knows her stuff. Now, I I disagree with her not because she's a woman, just because I think her takes are are horrible. But Michelle Beadle, she's basically a gore. Uh, 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 you know what I mean? On Sports Nation. On Sports Nation. She's a glorified co-host, but really she's a moderator. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? So, so look, yeah, that's my <laughs> thing. You guys are practicing gender inequality, but then you're going to go crazy when Cam Newton says, you know, I think it's funny that, you know, you're talking about Ralph. And yeah, was it sexist? Sure, it was boneheaded. Cool. But on a scale of one to five, Right? Come on, man. Yeah. I'm not even going to rate it, but like, come on, man. No, that's what's right? Because we got bigger issues. Like, why are all these females only moderators? That's a real issue. I would have loved to have been someone with a voice, meaning a big-time athlete. Because what I would love to have done is be interviewed by ESPN First Take on that topic and ask them why Molly didn't get considered for Stephen A. or Max's job. Real talk. You see what I'm saying? Well, and, and then look, let me take Kip, it a step. I would love to ask Kip Bayless, why didn't you pick a female over Shannon Charles? Let me take it a step further, right? And I know Come people, on, and I know people ain't gonna like when I say this. And listen, you're listening to first. Uh, you're listening to first. I was gonna say because I'm it's on my mind. You're listening to People's Champ Radio, man. Roy Mack and Cash Sunday afternoons. You know what it is. Get with the movement. You can hit us up um, on our YouTube channel. Also, you can holler at us on iTunes in the podcast section, People's Champ Radio. Um, yeah, man, we we out here working, we moving, man. But here's where I'm gonna go though. Check this out now. The one female that is not in a moderator position, when she came out and had something to say, she was destroyed. Okay. And Who are you talking about? Huh? Who are you talking about? Jamel Hill. She's the one. She's one of the very few females that's not specifically. Now, her show is kind of like a little bit different show, but she's one yep. of the few females who's not in a strictly moderator role. She I, is a co-host. She's right. a she's right. Actually. She's a co-host. And when she was, you know, kind of speaking now and she's hey, how many shows does the ESPN have with women co-hosts on it? Man, you know, you know, what's funny <laughs> is that outside of her, the only other you know? co-host I can think of is Linda Cohn. They, you know, they roll her out there every now and then to kind of right. co-host. Uh, 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 one of those, but but that, but that's. I mean, as far as I know, that's that's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a cold so, and, and that just became my problem was just the, the, the inconsistencies with that with so that whole story. So ESPN, they experience gender inequality every day, but they wanted to go crazy on Cam or any of these sports networks. They know what it is. No, they know what it is, man. They know what it is. But let's talk a little bit of football, man. Let's let's stay in the NFL because as we were coming on here today. Uh, two pieces of news uh, came out that we'll get to later on a more social front about Kaepernick and about uh, the current vice president. We'll get there uh, later on in the show. We're probably in the show with that. But let's just talk about a little football. Right. Um, right now in the NFL. Um, it's got you know what this NFL season so far and, and, and maybe it's just me. Um, because if you listen to our channel, People's Chant Radio, I am looking forward to the NBA already, which is rare 
at this time of the year. But so far in the, in, in the NFL, it just it just seems kind of lackluster. And, and I'm one of the few people that aren't affected at all. I'm not affected at all by any of the protests. So that that that's not swaying me. It's just it hasn't been a lot to really get me excited. I know there, there, there've been a lot of injuries. Um, to, to some star players this year, but not a whole lot so far to really get me excited. What say you, Cash? Let me say this. Um, I'm looking at it from an outsider's point of view because I'm not engaged in any specific teams. Because here's what I mean. If you're a Chiefs fan right now, you got to be feeling really good about your chances, right? And so you're probably well-invested. Fantasy football owners are the most invested, even more invested than the actual teams themselves because of the gambling. But are they invested in the NFL or are they in? No. In, okay, gotcha. No, 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 gotcha. no, no, yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what I'm saying is this, is that the NFL has evolved from us just being entertained or like caring about what's going on on the field. It's deeper than that now, right? It's deeper than For rap, me, man. It's deeper than rap. Absolutely. For me, it feels lackluster. But again, I'm not watching. I, I'm on my Mike Golick-ish. You know, I'm not watching as a fan, though, right? <laughs> I'm, not really, I'm not really engaged because whether the, the, you know, the Cowboys or the Texans, whoever, right, whether they lose or win, I'm just going to play like GTA 5 when this is all said and done. So I really don't care. You see what I'm saying? You'd have to, um, you'd have to ask somebody, Roy Matt, who's really invested in football how they feel about the season. Because I'll give you an example. Last year, I was really invested in the Cowboys, not from a fan standpoint of view, but from a, I need to know what's going on with them because I just moved to Dallas. And I needed to know what was popping, what they winning or losing, because that dictated whether the bars was going to be popping or not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I needed to know what time the Cowboys played so I could know what time I need to get out of these streets. You see what I'm saying? So I was invested, and it was a, it was an exciting season for Dallas as a city. But I'm pretty sure someone who was in Cleveland could care less. So you know, yeah. And, and but it's for just, me, it, it definitely feels like Russell. But that's from my point yeah, of view. It's, but it, I'm not invested either. It's yeah. just been a weird season because we've talked so much about stuff not involved, not not the game, not the game. Right. <laughs> you know, we, we yeah. we've talked about a lot of other stuff. Outside of football, you know what I mean? And then, and listen, I hate to be one of these guys who goes national all the time, but it's just the reality of sports in this country, at least, right? Is that there are certain teams in which that sport is better when those teams are good. That's just the reality. I mean, I I hate doing that, but that's that's just real talk. big market versus small market. Yeah, so so everybody was anticipating the the Cowboys being really good this year based on last year. Really good. And, and they've the been, yeah. And the Giants. And and the Cowboys have been kind of, uh, and the Giants have just been terrible. Well, they're 500 balls. Yeah. Though, and, and the Giants, yeah. the Giants, they won a game. Hey, play, playoffs. <laughs> play, right. Playoffs. Trying to win a game. <laughs> so, so, you know what I mean? It's just been, but like you said, if, if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, yeah, you're super excited. But what is that? That doesn't really move the national meter. No. You know what doesn't. I mean? And that's no disrespect to Chiefs fans because they're having a heck of a year. Uh, Alex Smith sees that young man sitting behind him and said, hey, 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 I don't know what y'all think is going to go on around here, but right. but I'm going to keep playing some football. So we'll have to wait to see that show. But, you know, it's it, it's, it's been a weird, weird year. Um, not a lot of 
great play. It, listen, is it early in the season? Yes, I'm still super optimistic. Um, the game, the the Cowboys Green Bay game is going to be lit. Um, so we'll see. But uh, again, when you talk about the Cowboys, what are you talking about off the field? Because everybody's still saying that Zeke is going to get suspended at some point. If you talk about yep. if you talk about uh, Green Bay, what are you talking about injuries? Because they've just been riddled with injuries throughout the entire team all year thus far. So it, it's just so much going on. A lot of people thought the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers were going to be good, and they've been kind of yep. eh, you know. Antonio Brown. Yeah. Antonio Brown wants to twerk. It's a cold world. <laughs> yeah. Even the Patriots. Even the Patriots. The great Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah. It's so it's yeah. just kind of like. And listen, it's is a weird it? Year, man. It is. It, 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 it's really weird. Um, even a team that a lot of people think. I, I think they may be your pick to go back to the Super Bowl. The Falcons. Am I right? They've just been kind of, even though that they've been good, it's just not a really a whole, you know, not super exciting. You know what I mean? The brand of, uh, of football. So, you know. Hold on. Let me give you some breaking news, man. Okay. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. is being carted off the field oh, no. right now. Yeah. Um, and he's crying. Like, he's crying his eyes out. Now, I know that's oh, pretty normal for Odell. Yeah. Oh, come on now. <laughs> he tripping right now, though. Is it a lower uh, body on, injury? Is it a lower body? Are we looking at a lower body injury? What are we looking at? Uh, come on, Odell. I can't even pay attention to what you said, Roy Mack. His brother is crying his eyes out like somebody stole his last lollipop. Come the, on, Odell. The man's God, hurt. Dang. Well, hold on. You don't know what the injury is, and the man's hurt. Roy Mack, you ever been injured before? I have. Have you ever cried? I can't recall. Ah, he's damn right you can't <laughs> Odell, listen. Odell's crying like his wife cheated on him with his best friend. That's what he's what? crying like right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, do those, what do those tears look like? What, <laughs> what do those tears look like, man? My goodness. What, we know what they look like. They look like, they look like some movie tears. You know All what I'm right. saying? But it, it looks like a, a knee injury. Uh, um, but that's not, you know. He, he he went for first of all, this route he ran on the slant pattern was trash, and uh, he he got tackled as he was going for the ball. Mm. It, it was a regular routine play. Um, maybe he's pulling the Paul Pierce trick. Who knows? Well, listen, you know? my but man. Paul Pierce left. Hey, Paul Pierce left the game in a wheelchair. They came back and scored forty. So you know. <laughs> Well, that's too bad. I mean, listen, the, so back to what I was just saying about storylines. So now the new storyline for the Giants is that they've, they've been terrible all season. Now they lost their best player. So there you go with and the let Giants. Me say this. Hey, right. Let me say this. The Giants are 0-4, and they're playing the 0-4 Chargers. This is bad for the NFL, man. And again, the the charges. A lot of people thought the running back was gonna was gonna show some 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 signs, and he's been you know okay, but you know that that as a you know. They're just not very good. And then the whole optics, the optics of them basically playing road games at home, that's been horrible. They're getting booed right. at home. I mean, the, the, you know, that whole right. thing is just. Yeah, they went back to L.A. Yeah, I mean, so like, so so the whole thing is just, you know. Should have stayed in San Diego, homie. Yeah. Ice up. <laughs> so it's been, it, it's, 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 yeah, that whole thing's been crazy. Hey, but, man, listen, man, y'all NFL fans, let us know if we tripping or not, man. It feels like the NFL's in a weird. It does, um, man. It does. It just it's feels a weird. weird. Space yeah, yeah. Because of the off the field stuff, right? And let me say this: the NBA. I've never been. I haven't been this excited to watch NBA basketball in a long time, yeah, man. man. Yeah, man. I'm 
super excited for the NBA. And that's so yeah. the NBA is taking a little shine off, man. Taking a little shine from the NFL. Yeah, I mean, and then think about this too. In the uh, right now, you just had the uh, 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 baseball playoffs kick off in. When is baseball really fun and exciting for national? Very true. When the Yankees and the Red Sox are good. And right now in the playoffs, you have the Yankees and the Red Sox. I mean, you know, so it's a lot of things going on right now. And so the NFL is in a is in kind of a weird space. But listen, let me say this to anybody who's listening. First and foremost, this is People's Champ Radio. I'm Roy Mack with the big homie Cash. As always, Sunday afternoons. Yeah. We bring you the best in sports. You can hit us up on our YouTube channel, People's Champ Radio. We're definitely always dropping new content, man, so you can check that out. Subscribe so you can get hit up when that latest-ish is dropping. Also, you can hit us up on the uh, on the podcast section on iTunes as well. But let me say this. Hey, Roy, Matt, let, yeah, me yeah. You, let me ask you something real quick. I'm no doubt. Cut you off. But... Do you believe that Cam Newton's having a good year this year? Just real quick, yes or no? Are you? Uh, I would I, honestly. I don't know his numbers, um, but from what right. I've seen, from what I've seen, it looks to be Cam as usual to me. It, it, I don't see a, a a dip. Okay, and the reason I'm asking you is because from what I've been hearing about Cam, he's, he's you know he's his trajectory is has been on a downward. People two weeks ago, before this Patriots uh, game, were saying that you know, listen, we'll never see the Superman Cam again, and you know that that Cam's done, right? The reality is, is that the Panthers are four one, bro. Yeah, no, real talk. So the sky is falling on Cam. His team is four and one. Well, people were telling me to not panic about the Giants and they're all four. Well, go ahead, man. Well, even further, let me let me, let me say this: if you're if you're uh, the Colts, are you looking at a quarterback in the draft? Nah, not yet. Listen, well, listen, you know how this goes. Andrew Luck is going to have to prove that like he can no longer play football. They got him with a number one overall pick. His first three years, he made it to the playoffs, right? And then he made it to the next level of the playoffs each year. So they're going to, for the next 10 years, hold out for that Andrew Luck. So they're not going away. I just you have know, never, I've yet to see a season in which I said, man, Andrew Luck might be one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. I haven't seen that season yet. Right, I'm with you. But he got the complexion for the protection. There you go. So sir. he's good to go. Um, and listen, now, listen, if you were smart, you would absolutely start looking into the draft because it looks like Andrew Luck's going to be injury prone. Kind of weird, right? Very, you know, stout guy, great build. But Andrew Luck takes way too much punishment. And I'm looking at the Colts, and I'm trying to figure out where did their, where's their money going? They don't have an um, they don't have a, uh, imposing defense, right? T.Y. Hilton is their best receiver. Nothing against T.Y., but to me, T.Y. is a great second receiver. I don't know if he's a great first receiver. I think he's a pretty good first. But what's their investment with the Colts? So I'm like, you don't have a good offensive line. <laughs> Where the hell is your money going? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they yeah. don't have a running back that I know about. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, well, first of all, is, let's back up. Where's your money going? So let's back up. Let's let First of all, you got to look at who's the owner, right? And so, there you go. <laughs> there you go. so we've seen some weird stories about this guy over the years, right? So, yeah, I mean, you know, who knows what, what what the hell he's over there doing? Um, right. You know, but 
No, I'm with you though. That's that, that's a good point. Um, with Cam and see my thing about Andrew Luck, I'm always one of the guys in any sport. I think that you trade a guy a year or two early versus a year or two late. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you're gonna make a move, let's go ahead and make a. Yeah, I mean, cause listen, I, I don't know how old he is. Um, he's not obviously he's he's not old old, but no, 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 he's Cam. Him and Cam are in but the same class. But he just, I don't know how much. I don't. I think that we've seen his ceiling. If I'm being 100 percent honest, I think that we've seen the ceiling of Andrew Luck. And listen, and, you know, if 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 I'm the owner, if if that's the ceiling, I got to sell that. You know what I'm saying? I got to sell on that, man. I can't buy that. Hey, But listen, this is the same league that um, kept giving, you know, Ron Fitzpatrick contracts and work. Right. This is the same league that just re-signed Brandon Weed and Matt Castle. This is the same league that gave Brock Osweiler 87 million. So listen, Andrew Luck is—he's is, is, not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's a cold world. He's that's not a going Colts fan. That's a cold world because what you got to look hey, forward to. Colts fan, look forward to some pace of basketball. I don't know. Well, what you got to look for? Well, he can't look forward to that now because Paul George is gone. So what you got My to look goodness. forward to right now is just getting your ass kicked by Deshaun Watson for the next uh, man. That's <laughs> at least seven to eight years. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you know, hey man. Hey, that's, that's <laughs> Well, a little bit. Let me ask you this: What did the uh, Pacers get um, for Paul George, though? Um, they got uh, Ennis Cantor and I believe Victor Oladipo. Oh, okay. So they got nothing. Okay. <laughs> it's a cold world. It's a cold world. Uh, oh, hold on. No, did they? Did they get? I don't know, man. These guys went. I don't know. I think they got Oladipo. I don't think they got uh, Cantor. I don't. I don't remember. I'm talking about because I think somebody, obviously New York. I think New York may have got Cantor. Um, but I think obviously Oladipo was in one of those moves. But yeah, listen. Victor Oladipo, hey, shout out to Oladipo. You gonna go over there and get overpaid? You know, instead of getting some pretty decent numbers, but you know that's a cold world. Cold world. Oh, listen. If you're um, yeah, Victor Oladipo is with the Pacers. If you're, you know, listen. Hey, Pacers fan, Ty- Tyler Hansborough is going to walk through that door. It's Boy, not food, listen, it's a cold, uh, it's a cold world. Man. It's a cold world if Tyler, you're a Pacers fan. Psycho T, man, cold world. Shout out to Tyler Hansborough, oh, man. Shout out to Missouri, Tyler Hansborough. <laughs> Shout out to Missouri, man. Hey, hold on, hold on. Hey, is he from Missouri? Yes, sir. Hey, that's a cold world, Missouri. I got psycho team. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. You know, na- national title, man. National champion, Tyler Hansborough. <laughs> national know. champion, man. The Tim Tebow of basketball. I'm with uh, I'm, hey, listen, man. I watched college football last night, and I saw that Tim Tebow commercial probably 62 oh, no. times. Uh, I forget what, what, what car company it's for. But it it came on about sixty two times with this corny oh, commercial, man. and shout out to Tim. Listen, college football was actually pretty good last night. I got my uh, a throwback, uh, Florida State Miami game, which is man, you know, great game. Yeah, great that was a, game, that was man. a fun game, man. They, listen, I I didn't know how serious the U was. I, I'm like, okay, Me I see you now. Well, whenever you see like big gold chains on the sideline, you, you don't know how serious you can take a. a so you're not a fan of you know the turnover I mean? chain. So you're talking about the turnover chain, man. I'm there. Listen, listen man. I'm I, I I'm usually not, but I am there for that fuckery. I you know that fuckery is funny I, to me. Let me tell you this: the young punk in me likes the turnover chain, right? But the conscious grown up in me hates the turnover chain. It looks stupid. So I, I'm, 
I, I'm a little conflicted because well, you know. Here's here's the bigger thing for me because listen, other teams have like a championship belt that they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a lot of these. You know, it's a lot of variations of this. My thing is always when is it appropriate to hand out that chain? Let's say you're down twenty-one seven <laughs> or yeah. uh, or thirty-five-seven, right? In the fourth quarter with two minutes to go, are we still hand, handing that turnover chain out? You know what I'm saying? Like, or, Listen, if I'm a coach, I got I got some rules about that turnover chain. <laughs> the game, hey, we better be tied up or up, right? You ain't wearing that turnover chain and we down. Yeah, because it's just yeah the optics of it. The optics of it are, um, you know, it's funny, though. It, it, it is because they, a kid will run to the sideline and look for that change. So this is going to be a thing now. And you know what happens that these things trickle down to high school now because, oh, you know. man. Yeah, man. You know, so you can only imagine because you, you, one thing I hate about watching watching college football, and, and, and I think that they've kind of done away with it some because now teams are going. But you still see it is is the signs with, with people with these holding these signs on the sideline. It, I don't uh, understand. That man. that irritates the hell out of me. It, it, I mean, Prince, it, Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, it's like, just like, bro, nobody's trying to steal your your plays that that bad, bro. You know what are we even talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's like who you know. You got too much time on your hands. You know what I'm saying? It's just corny, man. Yeah, it, it was. Listen, I'm. Uh, it's it's stupid to me. I, I I don't get it. I would love to know how often. Teams were getting their their plays stolen, you know. When they said, "Hey, we'll, hey, I got it. Here's where we'll go to." It's like, you know, okay, all right. Because, like, listen, everybody runs right. these up tempo offenses anyway. Um, you know, I guess though, but you know, what, hey, listen, man, whatever helps for them. <laughs> but listen, so you got the Miami Florida State game yeah. was a great game yesterday. Yeah, it was. While the Alabama and A and M game was pretty one sided, the score was always kind of right there, so it. it it made the game look a little bit more uh, yep. in the balance oh, than it actually was. Really yeah, because I thought right. Bama, listen, if you could beat a team by 40 and then actually win by eight, that's what happened yesterday with Alabama and A&M. I think what yep. may happen is that A&M and A&M fan may gain a little bit of a false bravado from that game. Like, hey, we you know, we did hang in there. We, we didn't have our starting quarterback, and we hung in there with, with a young right. kid. And that sounds good, but if you go back and watch that game, listen, A&M was – they were totally outclassed. Um, that had more to do with lack of execution from Alabama versus right. A&M being, being close to Alabama. Yeah, I mean, listen, Bama's going to dominate you at the line of scrimmage nine times out of ten, and that's why they've been so dominant. You know what I mean? Nick Saban has made it a point to recruit – the most dominant offensive and defensive lineman, and just get some running back that, that's a converted defensive end, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And, you know, we'll see what happens. But well, that's why Bama's been able to dominate. The SEC got to wear the Alabama's success because they're supposed to be the toughest conference on earth, but you're letting one team dominate you like that. Unbelievable. So let's, let's talk about a team um, in our – home state of Texas, the University of Texas, the real U, or the real UT, let me say that, because I, I don't know the when people started, UT. I don't know when people yeah. started calling Tennessee UT, that, that yeah, must be, I, I know, that don't even make sense, that must be a Knoxville thing, man, I don't know, yeah, man, I ain't man, never yeah, heard yeah, that, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, they, ain't never, they ain't never been on, they ain't never been on our level of football, so Come they struggled to beat Kansas State yesterday in a double overtime affair, 
Um, Which was a big win for Texas, by the way. That's a cold world. And that's sad. Um, yeah, and, yeah, that's sad. And that's sad. Uh, and the thing is, with, with Texas, even under the Charlie Strong regime, regime, you would always see the talent there in terms of players. I mean, listen, they the running back won the Doug Walker Award last year um, yeah. for the best running back in the country. So you always see the talent there. But it's, it's just something. I don't know what's going on up there something in Austin. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I think we know. It, I think it's the quarterback position. We we, we haven't found the quarterback Absolutely. since say, since Colt McCoy. Because what Mac Brown did was Mac Brown took these little two way quarterbacks, you know, the Colt McCoys of the world, these little guys, and made them a star instead of going out and getting the real bosses. And so what happened was everybody else was scooping up. You know what I'm saying? The Matt Staffords and. You know what I mean? He was going to Georgia, and, you know, Ryan Mallett was a Texas player of the year, high school uh, player of the year, and, you know, he ended up going to Arkansas. It's like, well, he went to Michigan at first, but I'm like, how, how are we missing on these guys? These guys are six foot five, two twenty. You feel me? So once Texas started getting the, the marquee quarterback, the quarterback that everybody knows, once we start getting that guy, we're good. We're, we'll be set again. But right now, you know, we're just – let me say this. We got a new head coach. We got to let him get his people in. U of H had a hell of a recruiting class. He had the number one recruiting class in Texas when he was at U of H, which is unbelievable. So I believe in his head coach, man. Tom Herman is his name? Yes, man. sir. Yeah. Listen, man, I do believe in his coach because I see his system. That works. Get the athletes out here. And let me say this, too, about Texas. Our identity has changed 10 times. Mac Brown was the fun guy who catered to superstars, and that's why a lot of star players went to Texas, right? That's why you got the Vince Youngs of the world, the Derrick Johnsons, the Jamal Hall, Roy Williams, right? And um, Charlie Strong tried to come in with this, um, let me see, this, not Belichickian, but this, uh, what's your man, Tom Coughlin attitude. That doesn't work in college. And they said that, um, you know, your boy Charlie Strong wasn't really like a, you know, he didn't do a lot of handshakes and kissing babies. And that shit don't work in Texas. You're going to have to kiss babies. You got to shake hands. They have to want to have a beer with you, right? And you know, what, you know what color that look like. So I believe that this head coach will succeed because, listen, man, the University of Texas has a lot of money riding on these football squads, family. Well, but see, that, at some point, these boosters gonna have to get behind a coach. But that's where I have hesitation with Tom Herman because I don't know how he's gonna do with that aspect of it because that's the right. biggest thing for me at a program like Texas. I, obviously, yep. he can coach football. We know that from U of H. Right. But can he see that the difference is is that when you can he went over the boost? Yeah, because when you're at Texas, understand. They want to win yesterday. We don't got time, you know, for this. Think right. about it. Charlie Strong really didn't have a whole lot of time to implement his guys in there. I mean, what, he had three? You know what I mean? So it was like, you know, hey, we need to start seeing progress immediately. You understand what I'm saying? And so um, I think it's a different – when I think it's a different pressure to win at Texas versus U of H. Um, had he been at U of H going, you know, eight and two, seven and three, hell, six and four – some years i think some people at u of h would have signed up for for you know a few seven and three seasons you know what i mean Absolutely. at at texas if you go seven and three but those three losses are to ou um 
uh, Baylor and then a bowl game, you, you can pretty much get fired. You know what I'm saying? Like you can get fired for if you lose your bowl game and then you lose like three key rivalry games throughout the season. Like, you know, and so I think it's a little bit different pressure. So we'll see, man. We'll see what happens um, there because you, I'm doing my research right now, man. I'm looking at Tom Herman right now, and I don't know, man. I, I don't, you know, I don't know if he's the type of ish that Texas, you know, high school football coaches mess with. Because, like, he got kind of like that young swag. He got an attractive young wife. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. You know, based on the standards. Like, I don't know if they like ish like that. And it we've seen, well, we, we've seen coaches, Kevin Sumlin, go into U of H and be successful. Like you, yeah. people. What people who people who aren't from Texas, what they need to understand is that a lot, a lot, a lot of the athletes that come out of Texas come from Houston and the surrounding areas. So that right. surround that what they call that greater Houston area. It's a ton of athletes that come out of there. Between that area, the that that whole metroplex up there in Dallas, and then I would probably say. There are some hotbeds. There, there's like one or two hotbeds in East Texas, and then one or two hotbeds in West Texas. That's that. Right. That's Texas recruiting. You want to you want to win the Greater Houston area. You want to do well, uh, and and hopefully win that Metroplex area, and then get you a, a few of those kids in that in those East Texas areas, and then a few kids out of West Texas. That's pretty much texas recruiting and so if you're in houston what you have an, an advantage of doing is first of all you had a major university at uh like u of h who has a great history in athletics over the years in basketball football and so what you can sell is a bunch of three-star guys and then if you can convince a few four-star guys to go ahead and stay home you know that's a really good job and so let me ask you this let me throw this to you why do you think guys keep leaving houston sumlin left herman left um, they've been other. There have been other coaches um, that have left. So you can clearly win there. Is it just you want? They want the challenge of having a bigger stage. Is it the bigger paydays? Yeah. Do you think that it, that, a, that a coach? Do you think that that a coach can even win a national title coming from U of H? Now they have the the playoff system in place. It's a conference, um, and it's about money, right? So example, I'd rather be. I'd rather coach A and M. And be a 500 coach, then coach U of H and be a winning coach because the ceiling, your ceiling at U of H only goes so, but so high, right? But if you go to AM, you got a chance of hitting the lottery. So that's all it's about. It's about a ceiling. It's, a, it's the exact reason why, you know, a coach in the NFL will go from being like an offensive coordinator for the Patriots, right? And you're winning and you're going to Super Bowls and, you're in an AFC title game 10 years safe to taking that risk and being a head coach for the, the Browns. You know what I'm saying? It's a ceiling thing with U of H, and the money isn't the same. They're only going to pay you so much. They're only invested in the athletic prayer program but so much at U of H. Whereas another university, you play those NCAA football games a lot. So I think if you go in that game and you play with U of H, you can see your limitations with a U of H versus a UT. Yeah, no doubt. Because what you can get, um, and you see it a lot more in basketball because you have um, less people um, who are involved. What you see in football, and this is what I always say, in basketball you can see it very quickly because it's only five players on the floor. In football you can see it 
if you really look at, you can see it up front with the lines. And you pointed that out earlier about Alabama. You can see it with the linemen. That's where I think you see the difference in terms of uh, um, the the level of the school. Because a school like Alabama, like even Texas, even though that you know they've been down, but Alabama, a Texas, um, OU, when they're you know they just we're going to get to them here in a second with that upset. But OU, those types of schools. Ohio State. They you look up front with their offensive and defensive lines. Those guys are big. And what happens even when they play teams that kind of hang around at a lower level teams? Listen, man, mm-hmm. you can't you can't keep taking those body shots. Those are just body shots from a boxer. You can't exactly. take that all day. And eventually, those levies break. And when they do, what 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 comes at you from Alabama is a two hundred and thirty pound running back. And you know oh, you, you you know you don't want that kind of smoke. Yeah, by the third, fourth quarter, you worn out, man. So, you know, that's why. The, but the ceiling, it's a ceiling thing with you. It's the same thing with uh, Boise State. You know what I mean? Their yeah. coach had them on top for so long, but at the end of the day, it's just Boise State. Man. You know what I'm saying? No, no, that's real talk. So. That's real talk. Hey, listen, man, this is People's Champ Radio. I'm Roy Mack. That's Cash. Holla at us, man. We on YouTube. Holla at the channel. Always posting new content. Check us out there. You dig what I'm saying? You can hit the like button. You can hit the subscribe button. Hit that little bell as well. You dig what I'm saying? And what that will get you is a notification every time we drop that latest-ish. And then you can hit us up um, on iTunes under the podcast section as well. People's Champ Radio is the name you dig what we're saying so listen man i'm uh i know you got a bit of a hangover but i've actually just been sitting here partaking a little bit um in some adult beverages um if you will (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i'm partaking if you will um and right now i am uh listen it's sunday fun day so I'm um it's clear skies. Y'all got, y'all got Sunday fun day in San Antonio, man? Hey, listen, this, man. That's what we do, man. You hit the river walk and hey man, you just, you know, you you, you go out yeah, there and you chill. Listen, you I'm learn. With Barkley, hey. I'm with Barkley on the San Antonio ish. <laughs> 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 I'm rocking with Chuck on this one, man. But listen, man, I'm out here know. I'm out here sipping a little uh a little a little Ciroc straight, you know what I mean? So holla, you know, I'm trying Ooh. to give I'm trying to give Puff what, what flavor? That peach, man. I'm on this peach. I'm trying to give my man Puff stock a boost. You dig what I'm saying? Okay. So holla at the homie Diddy. Um, Just a little bit of peach. Just a little bit, man. I ain't doing it too too major. Just a little something on the rocks. You dig what I'm saying? So. Well, listen, man. I'm I'm on um, on the H2O right now. I don't know if you haven't heard of it, man. It's the new new hotness. Uh, You know, listen, man. You know, I'm struggling right now. We're going to be all right, baby. We're going to be all right. And what's up with these young rappers, man? It, it, it was a movement there for a while where rappers were coming out with uh, with liquor. Even even the homie Lil Flip came out uh, with a lick yeah. with a liquor. The Lucky Charms, young right? Yeah, uh, or, or, or it was Lucky Night. Lucky Night. Yeah, Lucky Night. Look, yeah. it's a dope name, by the way. Yeah, it's Lucky Night. Um, Shout out to Lil Flip. Uh, always been an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? Always been innovative. Let me say this though about the uh, the artists coming out with the, the liquor brands, right? What happens is when you oversaturate the market, people just don't take you seriously. You see what I'm saying? Like, don't be reactive. Be proactive. If you see everybody doing a liquor thing, hold off. Do something else. If I, let me give you an example. Do you know one artist that has a beer out? Hmm. I think maybe E40 has something similar. But you're right. No, I, 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 yeah. I, 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 I you know, I don't. 
I think he's 40 years. Shout out to he's 40. But he's 40 is proactive, though. He That's really is. He man. really is. No, you see really what I'm is. saying, though? Yeah. But, like, I'm saying, like, why are we all doing vodka and liquor? Like, we can't do nothing else? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Talk. Do something else. People drink other stuff. Be, be proactive out here in these streets, though, fellas. Come on, man. So, then, what about creators? What about these new hip hop guys? What are they, what, what they going to start hold pushing? On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, let me say, let me cut you off. Because, you know, we give it to you live, man. Hey, listen, we give it to you live, man, on People's Channel Radio. You feel me? Frank Gore just passed Eric Dickerson, seventh all-time Russian leaders list. That's big, fam. Is it? Is that big? That's big. Is it big, though? Yeah, man. Listen, when you start, you talk, I'm talking top ten ever. I'm this with you. No, I'm here, with you. He's seventh on. I'm saying that's big because when when it, when he, when he retires and they start talking gold jacket talk, they don't have to mention that brother's name. Well, yeah, but so let me ask that's you this. Why but let me ask you this though: Did you think Frank Gore was a Hall of Famer before? Because I did. No, I honestly didn't think Frank Gore was a Hall of Fame running back. I'm not gonna lie. So now you I think he's. Frank, so today you think he's a Hall of Fame running back now? No, I still don't. Wow! But what I'm saying is, so that goes big. to my point. That, that 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 was my whole point was that was this, did 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 it really matter? That was my point. That was what I was saying. Yeah, like, it does, does it really it matter? What I'm saying, but look, you go ahead, can't go ahead. say it don't matter because it don't matter to us. No, I'm, no, it I'm not. Matters, I, I'm not saying it doesn't matter to me. I'm saying in, yeah, in the big scheme of, of things, them. it does. It does matter. It has to matter. I mean, he's seventh all time now. But again, I thought I thought he was a Hall of Famer. I thought he was a Hall of Famer. I think once you crack the top ten, I, you know, I'm not gonna say that you're not a Hall of Famer. Right. What I'm you know saying what I mean? is, I never looked at Frank Gore as a Hall of Fame running back. Right. I think, no, I'm with you. I, think I, can, I can understand I think what you're saying. running back, so probably for me, I think I'm the most critical on running back. I was the one guy that wasn't even impressed with Adrian Peterson for the longest. You know what I'm saying? So let me ask you this. He just, Eric, passed, he just passed Eric Dickerson. Who would you take, uh, Eric Dickerson or Frank Gore? Oh, come on, man. Not even close. I, I don't think Frank Gore is a Hall of Fame running back. I'll take Adrian James over Frank Gore. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'll so take Clinton, I'll take Clinton Portis over Frank Gore in his prime. Frank Gore to me is more of a Willis McGahee, Fred Taylor, which again I'm not. You know those guys are excellent Pro Bowl running running backs, but he to me he isn't one A. I feel like Frank Gore is like that one B. You know what I'm saying? So, let's do this. Let's do this. I'm calling a. I'm calling an audible. I'm calling an audible right now live on People's Champ Radio. Ooh, I'm calling an audible right now. Here's what, we, what we're gonna let's do for the people. It. Here's what we're gonna do for the people. Right. We're gonna get in depth on running backs. We're gonna do a show later this week. Um, it won't be a full show, but it's gonna be only about running backs. We're gonna talk about just straight NFL Ooh, running backs. We're gonna break. We're gonna break down running backs in terms historically. We want to go through running backs. Um, and just kind of go through everybody, go through running backs, maybe give our personal top five. Um, Dang, that's gonna be different. And so, yeah, we let's do that. Let's get into. And, and the reason I want to do that specifically, not just because you brought up Frank Gore, and I, and, and that was you know a good thing that you brought that up, but I want to do that because I personally think that position is becoming a relic. I think it's becoming a dinosaur in the NFL. And yep. I don't know if we'll where these records are going right now with Frank Gore, where he, you know, Frank Gore and a couple other guys that are around his age. I think once those guys, Adrian Peterson, once those guys are done, I don't think yep. I think it's going to be a long time before someone starts getting near those marks again. You know what I mean? Just hey, because man. of the style hey, of football. Man, now. Got Elliott, man, you know? Yeah. And, and 
And listen, what I would tell Dallas fans, and I know that, that they don't want to hear this. I know they don't. <laughs> I know they don't. But they had they had a running back who was doing the exact same thing. That they, the they, exact they, same <laughs> thing. So, so here's what happened. And this is why I got mad at the sports media. So Ezekiel Elliott was 1,600 yards, I believe, his rookie year, right? And he was an MVP conversation. DeMarco Murray, who they got rid of, was second in the league in Russia that year. I was like, so no one's going to talk about the fact that DeMarco Murray went to Tennessee and was the second league rush in the NFL. Okay. All right. You feel me? Because what that showed what that showed me was they probably should have just paid him and like use that pick on something else. Because me personally, I'm not a Zeke Elliott guy, man. I, I, I believe that he's more of a product of that line. He absolutely he is. is. He I absolutely is. What I'm saying about Zeke is I don't believe he's special. And I said this when he was doing what he was doing. Um, I said I don't believe he's special, but I just believe that he's a product of that. I honestly do. I don't think he's a special running back. It is what it is. Yeah. No, listen, I, 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 I agree with you. I don't think – I don't see that from him. You know what I'm saying? I don't either, man. I don't, I don't see – I just don't see it. They're like, man, he, when he gets an open field, I'm like, man – Put ninety percent of the running backs in the NFL open field. They're probably gonna score. You know what I'm saying? Well, once you get to once you get to that point, you know if you can't score, you shouldn't be playing running back. You dig what I'm saying? Once you get to the secondary, you feel me? So right. But yeah, man, I I, want to do this right now. I'm gonna and listen. This may change, so you got that's why you got to subscribe to the channel. But right now, let's set this at like maybe uh, well, maybe Monday. Monday uh, is a holiday. Uh, allegedly um and so maybe monday or wednesday we're going to come back and we're going to break down nfl running backs we're going to go uh historically and then we're going to bring it all the way to modern day and see if we're going to give anybody a shot at any of these marks and we may mention the name oj simpson so just be ready for that uh because he is still well, one of the greatest hey, running backs of all I'm time about to say, listen, he, he was found innocent of murder i don't know what the i don't know what the big issue is but anyway yeah. um Let's hop, hey, let's hop back to what you were alluding to earlier about this alcohol, man. So what you sipping right now? I just told you, man. Peach, this guy, are, are you sure that you're not still drunk? Uh, no, I'm, I'm hungover. I'm on Peach Ciroc. Right I'm now? on this Peach yeah, Ciroc. Okay. I'm giving Peach Diddy Ciroc. stock a boost. I'm drinking H2O. Okay. You so what, what, are you what are you recommending the people drink, man? People's Champ Radio. What is Roy Mack? Roy Mack, let me say this right quick. Roy Mack, ladies and gentlemen, to all three of our subscribers, <laughs> to all three of our subscribers, uh. Roy Mack, shout out to Q, man, one of the three, one of the three. So, um, Roy Mack is a future Hall of Famer. And I'm not saying this like, you know, I'm anticipating he gets in. No, 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 no. This guy is going to be inducted into the McPherson College Basketball Hall of Fame October 14th. And I, I'm just proud of you, brother, man. It's, it's, it's like, I feel like I'm getting in the hall. You know what I mean? Uh, hey, listen, if y'all know nothing about Roy Mack, Roy Mack playing basketball, go look up his janky YouTube videos. <laughs> uh, Some of that grainy. Texas duo. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it, looks, hey, it looks like you was playing in like the 1970s. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know what kind of camcorder y'all had. I don't know what Danny was doing. But, you know, uh, <laughs> man. But yeah, Roy Mack will be a Hall of Famer, uh, ladies and gentlemen, on the 14th of October, and he's sipping the rock. So listen, yeah, man. After he gets inducted, 
you will address him moving forward as one match, the Hall of Famer. And that's how we doing it, baby. Well, yeah, it's kind of it, 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 I appreciate that, man. And it's going to kind of be like uh, uh, the Ohio State. You say the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, listen, here's what I need <laughs> you to get. I need, hey, listen, from here on out, once you get inducted, I need you to get on your Chris Carter boss talk. Because ever since Chris Carter got inducted, apparently he's right about everything because he's in the Hall of Fame. Well, right? I'm go- we're so going to. I'm gonna have a. Yeah, I'm gonna have a. You write about everything. We don't I'm gonna have a totally different intro. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start using well, DJ. To. I'm gonna use those DJ Khaled ab libs before I come on. Well, Iconic. Iconic. Timeless. Forever. We the best. Yeah, man. Some DJ Khaled, you're gonna see some cable work. It's gonna cost you. Uh, but hey, man. Yeah, you know man. No, no, but that. Yeah, uh, I appreciate the college for hitting me up, and uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna be fun, man. So that'll be next weekend. So we don't know what's gonna happen right now with the show for next Sunday, but we'll figure it out. We might have to do it from location. So we'll, but we'll get it together. We'll we'll, we'll still bring it to the people. Um, but yeah, that's hey, gonna man, be cool, listen, man. I'm, I'm sure all three of our subscribers, you know, uh, what I'm saying, are gonna be holding their breath, man. You know what I'm saying? It's all but good, listen, man. understand just to give the people some context on that um the gentleman that i that that was inducted uh two years ago before me um is working at espn now mr jonathan coachman um yeah and, man big uh, honor big honor yeah so jonathan coachman he uh, also attended that school he was inducted uh, a few years ago um and so i'm i'm following behind that and uh absolutely. yeah man so yeah no no that that'll be cool and i appreciate that man so yeah man absolutely man but shout let's, out to, to roy mack man the future hall of famer let's get back to the fuckery um so let's get, it. Let's get back let, let, let's hurry back to the fuckery um so um you remember when barack obama was president and people were upset about him when he would fill out those brackets for march madness you remember that Hey, listen, man, when you're the president, you don't got time to be watching no basketball. But go ahead, man. That's what I was told. I was told that with all the problems, with so uh, hey, yeah, with yeah. so much you drama know. in the LBC, I was it's told. It's kind of hard <laughs> to rock old fucking yeah. I was yeah, I was told that with so much going on in the world, you know, he's the president and he's out here wanting to do brackets, you know, and then people were do a bracket. Yeah, they hey, were saying it. Does, hey, Roy Mack, for the people, listen, future Hall of Famer Roy Mack. For the people, the three subscribers who's listening right now, how long does it take you to fill a bracket out, fam? Um, well, you know, on average, I would say not very. First of all, you got to understand, when you're filling out one of those NCAA brackets, <laughs> 99% of those people have only watched maybe three of those teams play. So they don't know what the hell they're talking about anyway. Oh, Roy Mag, about what? I don't know. Ten minutes, right? Max. So <laughs> Max. When, so, Max. So what everybody got outraged about was Barack Obama spending 10 to 15 minutes to fill out a bracket. Yep. But listen, I don't know what was going on. Maybe he was filling that bracket out at the same time he had his hand on a nuclear button. I don't know. Who Apparently. knows? And Who knows these things? And if you're wondering why we are talking about this, it's because uh, the vice president, Mike Pence, went to a terrible football game today um, between the Colts and the 49ers. So I'm not sure specifically oh, why man. he was there because I think between the two teams they have one win so you know there you go man. but he was well, at listen, the it, hey look the 49ers are 0-4 the Colts are 1-3 there you go so he was at the game and Peyton Manning's not on the field but go ahead he was at the game and he was there at the start of the game 
Um, there were some 49ers, about a dozen, who knelt, uh, knelt down during the mm-hmm. anthem. And once the anthem concluded, he packed it up and took it to the house like Trick Daddy. Um, and and his reasoning was because he said that he stands with the president and that he won't um, stay anywhere where people are disrespecting the flag. Now, um, I would love to know one um why he see my my thing is this right because people kept saying when this became a big deal a few weeks ago uh when teams were saying that they weren't going to go to the white house they kept saying things like well why don't you go because people try to say this oh why don't you go and have a conversation (laughs) so if mike pence is going to a football game and he felt that way why didn't he go because he's the vice president right They, they you know i'm pretty sure he can get into the locker room why didn't he go and see if any players were going to uh, have plans on kneeling. And if they did, why didn't he engage anyone in a conversation? Man, that's a great question, especially for someone who's in such power as the vice president. You think that the vice president would want to understand the reason that someone is quote unquote disrespecting the flag, right? Well, that's whatever. That was the rhetorical question people kept saying. Well, because they, you know, because they were like, "Hey, well, instead of Steph Curry not going, why doesn't he just go and take a meeting and sit down and talk?" Well, okay, well, why don't why didn't Pence do that today? And I'm just asking. I'm, I'm that. That's not a troll for me. That's a genuine yeah, question. That's a real. That's a great question. I think that. I, why let me say this. Why Pence want to go down to the field and speak to those gentlemen after they kneeled or, or before? And he's like, "Hey." What's the cost for it? Then Mike Pence could spread the information to the people. But instead, Mike Pence wants to continue to uh, portray this idea that these gentlemen are quote-unquote disrespecting the flag, which is a dog whistle, by the way. But, you know. Yeah. And, and, and we went over it several times uh, here on Come People's Champ Radio, so we won't dive into it. But let me just say this. The gentlemen that were on a knee were on one knee with their hands across their hearts during the national anthem. Irrelevant. Um, which no one cares. You know, Irrelevant. Who cares about those little details, yeah, right? Yeah, don't worry about Hey, listen, don't let facts get in the way of a good story. Yeah, Here's so. the reality, though. And I told you that before. I've said this before and I've said it again. Why is it not odd to people that we're all kneeling, or excuse me, that we're all standing for the flag? We don't all agree on the same things. We don't all stand for the same thing. So as a, I guess, a show of my freedom, Kneeling is actually me exercising my freedom versus standing. Standing is the standard. Well, and and again, I will I will uh, go through this one last time. The whole kneeling thing started because of a conversation that they had with a a military member who said, hey, because because before Colin Kaepernick was straight up sitting down. Yeah. And they said, hey, he that's on a bench, yeah. I believe. And they said, hey, that's actually disrespectful. And he said, well, what would be not disrespectful? And they said, if you took right. a knee, if you Absolutely. took this is the military that everybody keeps defending that they're saying people are disrespecting. This was a military member. I believe he's a Navy SEAL who came out and who said, um, hey, taking a knee would actually be a show of respect for your, you know, while you're doing your protest. If you took a knee. And right. so, you know, but hey, again, so I, I don't want to spend a lot of time here. I'm about to say, man, you letting facts get in the Yeah, way I don't want to let those. Man. I don't want to yeah, do that. Yeah, don't but worry about no facts. Another, Listen, to all you, 
To all you supremacists out there, keep hiding behind the flag and your patriotism. Two thumbs up. Go ahead. And the thing is, right, um, one thing that's come out today also, the, eight, uh, the Associated Press broke a story that Colin Kaepernick made a statement that he would stand um, if he was picked up by our team. Now, since we've been on uh, recording this show, Cash, Colin Kaepernick has actually come out and refuted that story and said uh, um, that came out that he would stand. So um, at this point, I don't, I'm not sure what's true. I'm not sure where they got that what's from. You? Okay. But they were saying that um, the uh, Associated Press was saying that he would stand during the national anthem. And then there was something that came out here recently that I'm seeing where he actually stated that, no, he actually would not stand um, if he was to be picked up by a team. So, uh, again, I'm not sure this is kind of all developing right now. Um, So we'll see. Hey, listen. To our three subscribers that's listening, understand what I'm about to say here right now. Real talk. So what the NFL and the fans are essentially saying is that if you're exercising your freedoms, we don't support you. Go ahead. Yeah, man. And listen, what you what you really should do is take the advice of Michael Vick and cut your hair. Because, you know, that's what Mike yeah. Vick said. You know, you should go go or clean Ray cut. Lewis. Or, hey, we'll take Ray Lewis's advice, man. But then, about, didn't, hey, didn't, didn't Ray Lewis kneel? Oh, no, he was praying. No, he was praying. Yeah, yeah, so how about, how about that? How about everybody just start praying on the side? How about we yeah, do that? Yeah, let's pray. You know, I don't know what to do. Y'all good, y'all good Christians, right? I don't know what to do. But, hey, listen, man, we're nearing the yeah, end of the show. My goodness. We're nearing the end of the show, man. Um, where can the people find you? What, what, what will, you, will you be online playing GTA today? What's, what's up? Oh, yeah, listen, man. I'm going to get a couple heights today, man. GTA 5 online, man. Add the PlayStation Network. My PSN is Elitus. E-L-I-T-E C-U-S. Uh, if you get on there on some fuckery, I'm going to block you. But yeah, man, that's I do. You get on there, if you come on, you add me, and you're on some fuckery, I'm just going to block you. I ain't got time. Yeah, man. And and you listen. Hold on, Roy Mack. Yes, sir. Roy Mack, tell the people, man, you on that uh, 2K, right? Yes, sir. Listen, now understand about me with 2K and video games. Understand what I do. Now, I am going to go get 2K18 just because I want it. I, I eventually will. But, hey, listen, man, I'm not shelling out 60 bucks every other damn year for a new damn game if it's not that that important to me. So right now, I'm, on, I'm still on 2K16. Understand that. Now, I do got updated rosters. And if you want you, you know, to get tapped up on 2K16, um, Risky Biz 824 or Risky 824. So, go ahead, man. So, Roy, so Roy, not clear it up for the kids. What you said is that. You're playing 2K16, but you have the updated rosters. Oh, I got the updated right? I got Lonzo Balls on yeah. there. Yeah, man. Somebody else. listen. It a great poet named Jannar Bradford once said, I'm, I'm shooting right hand layups on the left hand side, left hand layups on the right hand side. Um and listen, if you don't understand <laughs> that. <laughs> Naughty if you don't man. if you don't understand that then you may not understand my my you know my thought process but you know that's how i'm getting my down. man not my man naughty b broke down the budweiser the word <laughs> budweiser so, elo- so eloquently one day for me man it was beautiful yeah but listen, so. so to everybody to all our three subscribers what you just heard Roy max say is basically in translation he's not a big baller 
Hey man, unfortunately, I'm not. I'm you know I listen. You know me. I've been on this now going back to like Madden, maybe thirteen or twelve, something like that. 2012, 2013. Right. It was like, listen, man, I'm not gonna keep upgrading the game if I don't think. I need it. Now, like I said, I am going to get 2K18, um, but uh, yeah, man. So, you know, I have actually played 2K18, um, so I have played you some like online. It? It's nice. It's nice, man. It's nice. Um, I gave out a couple whoopings on 2K18, so don't, don't hey, don't think you're going to go on 2K18, log in your little name and whoop my ass. You dig what I'm saying? So, well, Max handing out, handing out L's. Okay. Yeah, you dig what I mean? So. You know, I, so, I hear you. So hey, I'm gonna need to see. I'm gonna need to see your receipts. I don't know if I. I don't know if I believe that or not. I need to. Oh, check the check the record. The record stays uh-huh. tight. The record stays yeah. tight. One thing I know about me, and I, you know, I, I don't want to stay too long, but one thing I know about me, if my record starts getting too lackluster, I'm done with the game. If I start, if right. if, if I get to 500, <laughs> I'm out. Listen, I can't. That means I can't win, and I'm out. If I get to Which 500. Which is why I play 2K16, you know, sparingly, right? You ain't going to really catch me on there for a considerable amount of time, you know, because I wouldn't have a good record. So, you know, I'm going to keep it real, you know, I'm going to do my career. I'm going to hop on, hop off, you know what I mean? But, yeah, man, I'm still waiting for NBA Live to get their ish together. Maybe maybe the year 2055, I don't know. This guy. Hey, anybody you want to give some shout-outs to or just, or just uh, big up before we get out of here, man? Yeah, man, shout-out to the big homie B-Hooks, man. Um the big homie was, uh, you know, in College Station the other day watching Alabama um, scrimmage against uh, A&M. And, uh, yeah, man, shout out to the Tide, man, who's been a, a roll Tide, you know, since I can remember, right? I mean, Hooks goes all the way back to Nick Saban, you know, being the head coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Look at that. Hey, I know this nigga Hooks for... For 20 years, I never knew he was an Alabama Roll Tide fan until Nick Saban took over and they was in every SEC title game. Hey, but shout out to B. Hooks, You know what's funny, and, and that he is... He got allegiance to the hotness. Shout out to B. Hooks. You know what's funny? When I when I found out that he was an Alabama fan, so I'll give him a little bit further back than that, <laughs> was we, we we would play on... We would play oh, Madden. We would play Madden. Uh, I think this is PlayStation 2, I think. Uh, so, I know. You, you, you're right. You know what? You're right. Yeah, we would play Madden, and he would always pick up Sean Alexander. I'm like, bro, why are you picking up Sean Alexander, man? Why are you picking up a guy (laughs) who, hey, Sean Alexander was like 96 overall with 88 speed. (laughs) So you know what? Hooks, I I apologize, man. You was the only brother who would actually grab uh, Sean Alexander. Unreal. Sean Alexander, man. Yeah, it's a cold world out here in the streets. Yeah. Hold on, let me get on the bandwagon hopper real quick before we we take off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Q, man. This guy, Q, every time I look up, he's giving me some Wichita Shaka ball talk. And I'm looking around like, so you a Shaka fan, huh? Hey, man, funny to me, too, man. Yeah. She was a bandwagon hopper, man. I'm real. Yeah, I'm going to give a shout-out to the uh, Texas State Troopers out there, man. I'm going to shout y'all out, man. That's it. I ain't going to go yeah. no further than that. Shout-out to the Texas D-Love, State Troopers, baby. man. Texas State D-Love, Troopers, man. Baby. So, you know. Hey, man, hey, hey, man. all lives matter, man. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all lives matter, man. This guy. <laughs> this you guy. know. 
Hey, all listen. lives matter, man. Um, hey, in closing, I'll leave you with the words of the great poet Ray J. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a poet. In the great poet Ray J. Hey, man, I hit it first. Um, listen, man, that's wow. that's been the show for today, man. It's people sharing radio. Wow. <laughs> it's people sharing it's people sharing radio, man. I'm the future hey, Hall no of Fame on Roy Mac. <laughs> it gets the people going. <laughs> hey man, I'm Roy Mac. That's cash. We'll holler at y'all next time, man. Already. <laughs>